Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. In today's gospel, Jesus tells us the most encouraging news that He came down from heaven not to do his own will, but the will of the one who sent me, that is to say, his Father. And then he goes on to tell us, lest we would be in any doubt, what the will of the Father is. And Jesus says, it's the Father's will that he should not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. For this is the will of my Father that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life. Today also happens by providence to be the feast day of St. Catherine of Siena, and few people have written about or had revealed to them by God more about God's desire that all would be saved than Catherine. And so I thought it might be most fitting just to share some of the reflections that I've been myself praying with this morning um, from St. Catherine of Siena. So there's a collection here of just a couple of longer quotes that I want to offer to you for your own prayerful reflection today with uh, specifically the encouragement that you would just let the Lord banish any fear that you might have today, particularly any fear regarding your own past, your own sinfulness, your own sense of unworthiness, any of the lies and accusations that come from the enemy, and instead just bask both first and foremost in what God has revealed through the Gospels and then what he's revealed through St. Catherine. So listen to this. Here's Catherine's prayer. O Eternal Father, O fiery abyss of charity, O eternal beauty, O eternal wisdom, O eternal goodness, O eternal mercy, O hope and refuge of sinners, O immeasurable generosity, O eternal infinite God, O mad lover, and you have no need of your creature? It seems so to me, for you act as if you could not live without her, in spite of the fact that you are life itself. And everything has life from you, and nothing can have life without you. Why then are you so mad? Because you have fallen in love with what you have made. You are pleased and delighted over her within yourself, as if you were drunk with desire for her salvation. She runs away from you, and you go looking for her. She strays, and you draw closer to her. You clothed yourself in our humanity, and nearer than that, you could not have come. And what shall I say? I will stutter, ah, because there is nothing else I know how to say. Finite language cannot express the emotion of the soul who longs for you infinitely. Later, the Lord goes on to reveal this to Catherine. 
And the her here is the soul, whether it's a man or a woman. The Lord says, Nor do I want her to think about her sins individually, lest her mind be contaminated by the memory of specific ugly sins. I mean that I do not want her to, nor should she, think about her sins either in general or specifically, without calling to mind the blood and the greatness of my mercy. Otherwise, she will only be confounded. For if self-knowledge and the thought of sin are not seasoned with remembrance of the blood and hope for mercy, the result is bound to be confusion. And along with this comes the devil, who under the guise of contrition and hatred for sin and sorrow for her guilt leads her to eternal damnation. Because of this, though not this alone, she would end in despair if she did not reach out for the arm of my mercy. This is one of the subtle deceptions the devil works on my servants. So for your own good, to escape his deceit and be pleasing to me, you must keep expanding your heart and your affection in the immeasurable greatness of my mercy with true humility. For know this, the devil's pride cannot tolerate a humble mind nor can his confounding withstand the greatness of my goodness and mercy when a soul is truly hopeful. And finally, this last reflection to continually again remind us of the Father's will that none should be lost that he's given to the Son, which is to say everybody. Thus does my mercy, my mercy work to bring them to hope during their lifetime. I do not do this to give them leave to abuse my mercy, but so that charity and the consideration of my goodness may make them open up. But these wretches abuse my mercy to the full, for they use the hope my mercy has given them to sin against me. Still, I keep them in hope of my mercy, so that at the point of death, they will have something to take hold of and will not be completely crushed by the reproach and so end in despair. For this sin of ultimate despair is much more displeasing to me and harmful to them than all the other evils they have committed, and this is why. Other sins are committed with some selfish, sensual pleasure, and sometimes they are regretted, and they can be regretted in such a way that the regret will win my mercy. But the motive for despair is not weakness, because there is to be found in it no pleasure but only intolerable pain. Despair spurns my mercy by considering one's sinfulness greater than my goodness and mercy. Brothers and sisters, let's take refuge in the sacred heart of Jesus today. Let's hide ourselves in the wound of his side and the blood and water that poured out from it. Let us not be afraid, no matter what might be in our past, even if our past was yesterday. Let us rejoice and give thanks to the Father that he has sent his Son to accomplish his will, namely, that we would get home. And then let us respond to all that God has done for us by asking for the grace today to surrender just a little bit better, a little bit more fully today than we did yesterday. Jesus, we trust in you. Do not be afraid. God is with you. He is a merciful God who loves to forgive. You were born for this. 